you're literally hanging on, like just trying to get through the day to get back to bed, hoping that this night will be better than last night. And that's a terrible way to live. Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home and how you can too. Hey, hey friend, welcome to episode number 22 of the Secrets of Supermom show. Before we kick off our episode for today, I have a question for you. Have you rated and reviewed the podcast yet? If no, I would love for you to head over to Apple Podcasts and give the podcast a rating and a review. These ratings, y'all, they help other moms find the podcast and share the love. So I would be ever so grateful if you would do that um, today. All right, today we have just a lovely guest and she gets right at the heart of one of our biggest struggles and that is sleep. Rebecca Linney is a mompreneur authoring her first children's book after struggling to find a way to get her young son to sleep in his own bed throughout the night. Rebecca inspires other struggling and tired parents to appeal to their child's sense of empathy and desire to grow up. Y'all, as soon as the interview ended, I ordered a signed copy of Rebecca's book for my youngest, Kellen. So as some of you know, he's five and he still doesn't totally love to sleep through the night. Well, let me tell you, he adored the book. We've read it like a zillion times. And every morning he asks me if he's grown. He says, mom, I think my hands are bigger and he's showing me his hands. And he did that one morning this last week. And so y'all, the trick in this book, it works. I cannot wait to share with you Rebecca and her book, The Growing Bed. Welcome to the show. Hello guys. I am super excited to have Rebecca Linney with me today. And we are going to talk about a topic that I know you guys are going to love, but first I am going to have Rebecca go ahead and introduce herself. So uh, welcome Rebecca. Hello. Uh, thank you, Lori. Great to be here. Great to see you finally face. Yes. Face. Uh, I am Rebecca Linney. I live out in San Diego and I've lived here since I was about five. So I'm about as close as you'll get to a San Diego native. And I have just written my first children's book based completely on uh, how tired I was for a very long time. <laughs> I turned it into a cute little fiction book um, for, for children and parents alike. I love it. Um, I know that all of the moms listening, literally all of us can relate to this. So I am super excited for what we're talking about today. Um, before we dive into the book, um, sure. tell me a little bit about your family. I have been married for 11 years with my husband for 16 years, and we waited about three years before we had a child. So my little boy just turned about eight. Well, he turned eight about a few weeks ago. So we have an eight-year-old who did not sleep well through the night till he was four. So I'm only just now well-rested. <laughs> and uh, and we again, we live out here in San Diego and, and like to do all the things that San Diegans do tennis and golf and swimming and paddleboarding and all the outside stuff we can get in. Uh, I love it. I, um, we visit San Diego every year. Well, mm -hmm. not last year, but uh, every yeah. year, typically every normal and, year. Um, yeah. yes, every normal year. And, um, that's our favorite. We just love it. So fun. Well, great, awesome. Great place to be. Yes, it really is. Okay. So today we are talking about what is really a super mom favorite and that is sleep right? So we know that we can't be our best 
and our children can't be their best, right? Without sleep. Um, and so why do you, why are you so interested in sleep? Why is it, do you feel like it's so important to talk about? It's interesting. And I love the fact that you, you touched on the point that sleep, everyone knows sleep is so important for us as adults, but the kids often get overlooked in this conversation. It's, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. My husband's so tired. We're so tired, et cetera, et cetera. And no one or not no one, but rarely do we talk about the fact that these kids are probably tired too, therefore creating overtired children. And we all know what that means. Not well-behaved, not happy children. Also probably not well-nourished uh, well children. You know, they're not making the best nutritional choices, just like you and I don't. When we're hungry, we'll reach for fast food before we'll spend time to make a salad because it's easy and quick. Um, and so a lot, of, a lot of the focus goes on us as tired parents, but what we found was a way to address the sleeplessness in our son as well. So that all the whole family was getting the rest that they needed. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, um, I am excited to talk to you because of course I want to share this with all of our super moms, but I also am personally excited to talk to you because I struggled with this for, uh, it, what is now about 11 years. I have yes. my youngest is five. He, um, stopped sleeping with us about six weeks ago. And someone, <laughs> thank goodness, right? So why we have had at least a child in our bed up until pretty much that time. So, so six weeks ago, we're very excited, but I am confident that I needed this book long before. And I'm hoping that we can help some moms before they go 11 years with, um, with a kiddo in the bed. So Tell us, I want to know, we want to know about the book. I see it in the background. If you guys oh, could see, if you guys were, were on uh, camera, you could see it. Yes. Oh, it's I love it. So pretty. It's so I pretty. love it. So tell us what it's called. Tell us about it. Tell us why you wrote it. Tell us everything. Okay. So the book is called The Growing Bed. And again, while it's fiction, it is literally completely based on the true story of our family in the, in the first four years of my son's life. Um, the little boy in the book is named Andy and Andy's pain point is that he is too little to do a lot of things that his friends that are the same age or younger can do ride the roller coasters, go down the water slide, get a big boy booster seat. And he can't wrap his brain around why his friends who some of them are younger can do all of this. So that's his pain point. Mom and dad's pain point is that we're tired as can be, and we need you to go to bed and we need you to stay in your bed so mommy and daddy can sleep. So, and this literally happened just like this in our house. I had this idea to put his pain point together with my pain point. And I tried to explain to my son, when you come into mommy and daddy's bed, mommy and daddy are resting, we're relaxing and we're recharging in our bed. That's what we do, we're done growing. So when you sleep in our bed, not only do none of us sleep well, you're not growing. You need to sleep in your bed so that you can grow and get bigger and kinder and, and taller and all the things that you want to do to help you get what you want. The water, the water slides, the roller coasters, things like that. So it really was a light bulb moment for him and drastically improved the sleep situation in our house. And it you know, it kind of made him realize even at four years old, okay, if I do X, I can get Y in a, in a healthy way. And it wasn't like, oh, if I, you know, do this, I get M&Ms at the end of the day. His reward 
for sleeping is growing. I mean, it, it doesn't get more natural than that, right? So it's that's the story of the growing bed. And it, it's really a neat thing too, because we still use it at eight years old. So we just went on vacation not long ago. We went into a hotel, a hotel room, and there are two beds in the hotel room. And the first thing he does is when he walks in the hotel room, he picks which of the two beds is the growing bed. So it's something that even your oldest, Lori, could use if, if that was a concept that resounds with them, that there's growing beds everywhere. They're at the hotels, they're at grandma and grandpa's, they're at um, you know sleepovers, it could be anywhere. The point is it's their bed and not yours. <laughs> And so they're getting to grow and we're getting to rest. I love it. I love it that it was a real thing that worked for you. And then you went and created a book, but you didn't create a book for parents. Like, here's how to teach your kid to sleep. You were like, I will write the book for the kid, right? Like I am going to write the book and I, it's going to speak right to them. And so you're teaching them and, you know, parents can easily grab it and say, okay, let's, let's learn about the growing bed and be able to use it on their own. I love it. The concept is just Awesome. Oh, awesome. Thank awesome. Thank so you. I want to ask you some questions about your, yeah. so obviously you got to, you got to the point where the growing bed was, was the thing that worked, but we know that moms try lots of things, right? Oh. When we're, we oh. are trying, you know, of course we have infants, but then as they start to get to an age where they can, and maybe should be able to sleep through the night, we're trying all sorts mm. of things. So what types of things did you try before you found the trick that finally worked? This is always a favorite question. So if you had told me, Rebecca, if you bathe your son in a pool of jello, he will sleep through the night. I would have said <laughs> what color and what flavor. I was that desperate at times to get sleep as we all have been. So two of the most memorable things I have ever done. You know how when you get a new puppy, they say to like leave a piece of your clothing or something in their crate so that they can smell you and they know that they're safe and then they'll relax and sleep through the night. Yeah. One one evening, probably at two or three in the morning, uh, I had taken off my shirt and tied it around one of the rungs of the crib so he couldn't hurt himself with it and just said, please give me 20 minutes of sleep. Just smell me, know that I'm here in the room and just go to sleep. Obviously it didn't work well. And then one of the one, one of the things we did, our housekeepers probably thought we were absolutely crazy. We bought what was marketed as a small cot for a child. It was really probably like a glorified dog bed, but <laughs> we had it in on the floor in the corner of our room because even as he got a little older, he like closer to four, he started being okay with just being near us, like in the same room, he would sleep okay that way. And so I, you know, put a really super tight crib sheet on this travel cot as it was marketed and, and a pillow and, and a little blanket form and stuff. And he would sleep there. But I just kept saying to my husband, the cleaners are probably going, they don't have a dog. So who's sleeping in the corner in their room. And I'm like, don't worry. It's just, just before you're all, don't worry. About it. So yeah, we had done, we had done some things we're not terribly proud of, but again, you'll do anything. There's the reason sleep deprivation is a method of torture. That's true. <laughs> Are, were there times you would have not, would you not have laid down in the middle of Vaughn's or Kroger and taken a nap if you oh. didn't, you'd be arrested? Oh, like, for sure. You would, yeah. You would do anything at times. I feel like I, there were moments in my parenting journey that I really could have truly slept anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. I, I agree. Yeah. I, um, 
Yes. And, and you, and it didn't matter, right? Like it was like, this is totally fine. I'm just yeah. going to take a little nap right here. <laughs> Don't call the cops. I'll I know. 20 winks and not just, I'll wake right up. And I'm just on. a tired mama. I just need, <laughs> yes, just a minute. Oh, so I, as you know, I wrote a book, um, but my book yes. is for adults. And so I've never written a children's book. So I selfishly have some questions about writing the book and the process. So was it hard for you? What, you know, what brought you to the book writing process? I kind of want to hear all about it. I, what I like to call an accidental author, Lori, <laughs> I never, it was never on my bucket list to write a children's book or to do, um, you know, to create this character, Andy. I had the idea, obviously for my son, which just came completely organically again, probably at two in the morning when I was exhausted. And I, I, our family just used it for a while. And then, you know, you, you chat with other moms at the playground or at preschool drop-off or whatever, and you share your ideas because we all just want to help each other. Right. And enough people for enough of a period of time said, you should really write this down, Rebecca, you should, this has got some legs. And I'm like, I don't write books. I'm a mom. Like, no, I don't write. And you know, call it my pandemic project, if you will, even though I, I was accepted by a publisher before the pandemic, it, most of the work was done during the pandemic. Um, I, I found it easy to write only because it is so based on what we actually experienced for so long with our son. That part was easy. I did at one point have to decide who would be physically reading the book is it going to be the little three four five year olds reading it or is it going to be the mom the grandma the aunts the nannies um as far as the kinds of words you use and and how big the font is and some of those particulars um but the the storyline the nuts and bolts of the story were were somewhat easy to come by just because it was based so much on reality yeah, it was so personal to you that it right, kind of like right. flowed out versus right. being a real big struggle. Yeah. I love that. And then what about um, you? I assume you didn't illustrate it. You oh, like no. how how did you decide or did someone help you decide like how it was going to look? I um, illustrated and while you can't see the air quotes, on the podcast, <laughs> there are enormous air quotes around illustrated the entire book covered a uh, to cover to cover in stick figures in the mo- most rudimentary stick figures and squares for beds and just I, so I had in my mind what I wanted the whole book to look like but obviously um, stick figures aren't going to sell so I met with quite a few illustrators that had done children's books before and you know kind of gave them what I wanted the the young man to look like. And a few of them drew a character and then I picked based on that. And overall it was a very, very enjoyable process. I feel like that would be the most fun. I, um, I am in a group where we've got some, some children's authors and I just Mm -hmm. feel like when someone gets it right, and puts what is in your mind into mm-hmm. reality that a uh, reality magic. you couldn't be. Yes. Yeah. It's magic, it pure magic. Oh. And the, um, the gentleman, uh, Charlie Lavoy, he's terrific. He had illustrated one other children's book, a very different style, but a children's book nonetheless. So knew the importance of, you know, needed needing big expressions and big eyes and, and everything kind of to be melodramatic in a way, because let's, face it, little kids are melodramatic anyway, right? So that needed to be conveyed on the page. And he was very willing to take 
my feedback and was like, yeah, okay, this is your vision. This is your dream. This is your book. I'm just bringing it to life in the imagery and, and was very re uh, receptive, excuse me, to any little tweaks I wanted him to do. It was just, it was a wonderful process. It really was. I know I got lucky. I'm sure not everyone's experience is the same, but for my first children's book, I just couldn't be happier with it. I love it. I love it. Do you feel like you learned, um, uh, you know, obviously it was written in the pandemic and, it, you know, things were all sorts of crazy. Lots of us have learned a lot about it ourselves, but do you feel like writing the book specifically, did you learn something about you? Um, did you find something that you didn't know was in there? Um, and personally. Question. I don't know if I found something new. I think it did just reaffirm my belief as hokey as it sounds that if I set my mind to it, I can do it, which again, I feel like that's such like a hallmark saying, but I never, again, I never would have thought I would have written a children's book and had it published. And here I have now. So it's like, what are the other things that are kind of like, oh, I wonder if I could do that. Maybe I should give that a shot, you know? So yeah, yeah absolutely. no, I love that. <laughs> I, um, I love it. I think that I don't think it's hokey at all. I think sometimes we think that big dreams are too much, right? Mm -hmm. Like writing a book or writing a children's mm -hmm. book or, or doing so many things. And, and really they really, it's just a series of steps. It's learning how to take the first step and then figuring out what the next one is. And the next one, just like you, you know, I'll probably contacted a publisher, probably, you know, talk, talk to different people, worked with an illustrator and, and then all the steps together become this magical thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, when you're, so just thinking about your, your kind of sleep story, when your son finally started sleeping through the night, when, when the growing bed worked, what was the biggest change in your family? Mommy was a lot happier in the mornings, a lot happier. Yeah. <laughs> My, before we had a, before we had a child every morning, you know, it's just you and your husband and things are so easy and you're, you're like, you've got all this time. And, um, you know, I'd come down in the mornings after sleeping and my husband would be like, Oh, how was your sleep? Da, 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 da. After we had a kid, he didn't even have to ask. He could just sense it. <laughs> he could sense if I got a good night's sleep and he could sense if I didn't. And before the growing bed concept started working for us, most nights I wasn't sleeping well. So I think the whole family just started to, it just became, there was a lighter sense in the, in the house, just because again, everyone was better rested, more well-rested. I, I had more patience for my son. I had more mm. patience for my husband. I probably had more patience for my other family and, and, and employees and things like that. You, um, you know, you want to do more, you want to be more physical, like, Hey, let's go for a walk after dinner. Whereas before it's like, all right, let's start this 12 hour nightmare called bedtime, you know? And, yeah. and we just, it, there was just a lighter sense amongst us as a family in a positive way. Yeah, I can, I completely understand the having more energy, which is just, I mean, a game changer for so many things. And then the patience, man, I, I think I never realized before having children, I never realized how important sleep was for patients mm. that if you are exhausted, you're going to snap in, you know, a second. And that's, I mean, that's not fair to you. It's not fair to your family, yeah. but it's so hard not to, when you're just exhausted. 
you're hanging on. You're yeah. literally hanging on, like just trying to get through the day to get back to bed, hoping that this night will be better than last night. Mm. And that's a terrible way to live. It's true. It's true. Oh, so important. Okay. So I want to ask you one more thing before we mm-hmm. get to our kind of wrap up. And that okay. is, is there another book coming? I, you know how, when you start dating somebody, if you've been <laughs> dating a long time, they say, Oh, when are you guys getting engaged? And then you get engaged. Oh, when are you getting married? And then you get married. When are you having a baby? And then you have a baby. When are you having another baby? Well, it turns out when you write a children's book, everyone says, when's the next children's book? <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that would be coming, but, um, I always like to say, I, I'm enjoying this one right now. Uh, the public release date was just a couple of weeks ago, August 3rd. So I'm just living in this moment right now, trying to see how successful uh, the growing bed can be. If truth be told, if I had to write another children's book, I do have a couple more floating around in my head. And this process again has been so wonderful that I would not think twice if someone said, hey, let's get another one under your belt. Let, you know, and a publisher would help me out with that. Like this one did. So I I could write another book or two, not a series, but also things that have been a part of our family. And, and again, it's just books about kids going to sleep are not novel. Are they? There's a million of them, Laurie, let's be honest, but this is what worked for my son. And it could work for your son and it could work for Mary and Iowa's son, or it could work for, you know, a father in Kentucky. It, there's, there's a million ways to solve any one problem. This is what our family did It what worked for us. And I'm hoping obviously that it'll work for many other families, but if it doesn't, I just hope you find what does, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to, um, hear people using it. Right. Like, so I know it, I know it just came out recently. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've had a lot of stories yet, but I think it's so fun when people start to use it and say, Oh, this finally worked. You know, my, my four-year-old or my five-year-old or my three-year-old is sleeping yes. through the night and just like what a game changer that can be for families. It's going to yes. be so fun for you. I know I've gotten a few, it. um, responses from families, um, cause it's been, I've, I have my own copies here in San Diego that I've obviously been able to share with friends and family and it it's very special. And it's one of the few ways that it actually seems real. Um, when those f- friends or family members come and say, oh, you know, little, little Susie said, um, I need to get to the growing bed cause we're going to Disney on this weekend and I want to ride the roller coasters. And they actually call it their growing bed, you know, cause every kid, and if you not to give anything away, but in the book, the way any bed is transformed into the growing bed is when mom or dad or whomever tuck them in and give them that last little goodnight kiss. And that last little goodnight kiss as you're getting tucked in is what activates your growing bed. So we've had some of the kids, uh, some kids have said, wait, mom, did you give me the goodnight kiss? Did you activate my bed? (laughs) It's just the sweetest thing to hear because it's, you know, this was just something between my husband and my son and I, and now it's, there's other families using it. And there's, there's no feeling like that, hoping that you've helped another family get some rest, you know? Yes. Oh, yes. Amazing. I love it. Congratulations. This Thank is you. so cool. So cool. Okay. So we're going to wrap up and we, when we wrap up, we ask every guest two questions. So the first is when do you feel most like a super mom? 
I feel most like a super mom. Now you're, you're, this is going to be the question that makes people cry. You do know, that, <laughs> right? You do know you should preface. This is going to be the ugly Oprah cry at the end of every episode. Get your tissues ready. Um, I feel most like a super mom when I hear my son say, this has been the best day ever. And the neat part about that is sometimes it's after you've spent $13,000 at Disneyland for the day. And sometimes it's after you've spent four bucks on an ice cream cone at, you know, at the beach and they don't care. It's mm-hmm. usually because I put my phone down and I'm just hanging out and I'm just mom and getting down to their level. So when my son says, this is the best day ever, that's when I feel like a super mom. I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Time with you is really all they want, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. What is one small step busy moms can do today to get started on better sleep? I think trusting your gut and knowing that you're doing the right thing to try and help your child sleep. And if it doesn't work today, try something different. And if it doesn't work the next day, try something different and you'll find eventually what clicks for your child. It's not the same thing for everybody. So don't get discouraged if what worked for your neighbor doesn't work for you. And just to trust your gut, you're their mom, you know them better than anybody and find out what their pain point is, like what they want more of or less of, and find a way to work sleep into that conversation. Mm, I love it. Yes. Agree. Okay. I want us, I want to um, make sure that we tell everybody where we can find you. So how can they follow you online? How can they get the book? Um, where, where do you hang out? Uh, we want to know all the places, all the places. So if you would like a signed and personalized copy of the book for your family or for friends or anything, then head over to the That's my website. And that is where you can order the book and I can, and you can put in the name of who you'd like me to personalize it to, um, Sally or Susie or Tommy or Timmy, and then I can sign it and write them a cute little note. If you just want to send the book, not personalized, just as a gift, either to a friend or a neighbor or a colleague or a new mom or uh, a frustrated nanny or your <laughs> library or something like that, then the book is also found online everywhere you would buy books, Amazon, Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble. And I like to hang out on Instagram the most when it comes to the growing bed. So it's just at the growing bed on Instagram. And I'm, I'm there as often as I can be. That's perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's been a total pleasure. It's been my pleasure, Lori. And I just think what you're doing is, is fabulous. And the fact, I love the question where you say, what makes you feel like a super mom? Because we should be able to own those times we feel like a super mom. There's nothing wrong with it. We certainly own the times we feel like a crap mom, right? So why not own the times when we are like, hmm, I nailed it. I was a super mom today. So Absolutely. I really appreciate you letting people do that on your, on your platform. 100%. I, um, and I love to hear the stories because they're all different, right? Everybody's oh, got sure. those different moments, yeah. but, uh, I, you know, I, I think that we should get to feel like a super mom as much as we could, as much Absolutely. as we can. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Everybody have a wonderful day. Big hug y'all. Thanks for listening to the secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized Supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.